Rachel here, and you're listening to Checking Off Your List with Rachel Luther. We're going to hear stories of success and failure as people share how they've exponentially grown their business through building a team. My goal? Help you achieve success you've only dreamed about through the power of outsourcing. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Checking Off Your List with Rachel Luther. I am sitting here with Justice Sharp of NFM Lending. He is a mortgage loan advisor, but also he is a friend. I often interview people that I don't know as well or I'm getting to know, but Justice and I have known each other for a long time. And he has been a great mortgage advisor for me personally, me and my husband. We have talked many times about that. And so I wanted to sit down with Justice to kind of just learn how he has grown and scaled his business, what he has learned over the years as he's established the the company and the business that he's running. So Justice, thank you so much for hopping on today and for being able to talk with us. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of introduce us to your journey and the road you've traveled as an entrepreneur. Sure, sure. Thanks for well. First of all, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'm honored to to do this, and um, just excited as well. Always uh, entrepreneur minds. We we like to help each other out, and uh, always <laughs> always be resources for one another. Uh, as you know, it's not leadership's kind of a, a lonely place sometimes. So um, that journey um, I've been on since 2000 uh, in the mortgage industry. Um, that's been my journey, my story. I've worked in uh, multiple different ways uh, and places in the industry. I've been in the operations side of things for the first seven years of my career. Uh, And then ever since I've been in the origination side of things, so more of the sales uh, part of the business. So um, long story short. You very much excel at that. I know in my interactions (laughs) with you, you have the personality for that. (laughs) How did you kind of figure out that that was your niche or that was where you needed to spend your time? Because you spend a lot of time doing the paperwork too and doing the the back end things. So what was that like for you? Yeah. So, well, in the beginning, um, it was the processing, the underwriting, the back end of the business that I learned. So I learned Mm -hmm. it from the inside out, um, so to speak. And There's value to that for sure. I think you know how everything works and that definitely gives you an advantage. Yeah. And I'm kind of aging myself because I started with a finance company and we didn't even have credit scores. So that's weird, right? So um, (laughs) we did pull credit. We did look at everything. We sold um, uh, every type of financial product as far as a loan product. Um, So we did credit cards, personal loans, car loans, equity lines of credit, and of course, mortgages. I just fell in love with mortgages and Mm-hmm. Um, just found my sweet spot with that to be able to, you know, I, I always say, you know, I get to help my family by helping other families. So it's pretty cool, uh, trade off and, and gig. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what motivates me. And I guess made me, uh, transition to the sales side of things. Well, yeah, that definitely gives you the ability to relate to people and you want to help. And so many times people yep. feel like in sales, oh, they're just trying to sell me something, but mm-hmm. the successful salespeople are genuinely helping and they're finding a need and they're benefiting the people that they're interacting with. And that's definitely evident in working with you as myself, you know, my (laughs) husband and I, whenever we talk to you, it's always about, well, what works best for us and what makes sense, not what can I sell them? And that's a big difference. Right. I think you have to do a really good um, needs analysis of of what's, what's important to the client, what's important to the person that you're talking to, you know, asking great questions, 
um, mm -hmm. getting mm -hmm. all the details so that you can use your crazy mortgage mind that I've built <laughs> over this over these years um, to uh, meet those needs and 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 get uh, the solutions in front of the the client and and you know get the best results for them. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was part of that journey like for you as far as learning to do those things or learning where you needed to focus your time and developing yourself as an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I, as we've spoken before, I think the, the, the paperwork burns you out after a while. Um, mm -hmm. When I think when I realized I could impact more people being on the front end of things and going yeah. out um, and, and sourcing that business. Now you can always do the paperwork. It's not my strength. Um, mm -hmm. the, the details, um, creatively asking those questions and, and helping, uh, the solution is, is where I think I thrive and, and I don't have any burnout with that. So, well, that's what you're passionate about. Yeah. You want to help people. You want to talk to people. You want to think creatively to meet their needs and find solutions that benefit them, which is all the front end, the sales things. Mm -hmm. And then the other stuff is the necessary evil of right. your business, so to speak. Yeah. Like you have to do the paperwork. <laughs> it needs to be done. And so many times that's what I talk to people about as far as their business. Like, what are you passionate about? Where do you want to spend your time? What gets you up in the morning and you're excited to do it? And mm -hmm. that's what you need to be doing in your business. Yeah. And, and it I've seems had like a, you found that niche. Yeah. And I've had that. Co I've had a coaching uh, mentors in the industry, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. uh, a ton of those. Uh, I those could have been valuable and, for me. I've had a yes. business coach my entire career at Check Off Your List. And yep. it seems like that as well has been a benefit for you. What has that yeah, looked like? I've actually, I actually um, realized that um, in, in multiple different ways. Uh, when I went mm -hmm. back from uh, from wholesale lending um, in 2003 to, to 07, 07, right? Make a good transition in 07 and 08. My industry, it was crazy. <laughs> but I yes, did realize, I did um, I, I, a course with a coaching company uh, called Zenix at that time. Okay. Um, and it just filled in all those gaps. It was a good balance of the paperwork stuff and the sales stuff and the connections mm -hmm. and the relationship building. Um, so I realized pretty early on that if I was going to do this the right way, I would need coaching and I would need mentors. So I sought them out um, and then found who I've been with since 2012 at about mm. the same time that you and I met. And, and yeah. we started our relationship on uh, helping out with, and I think one of the first activities that the coach did with me was, hey, what are the things that burn you out? What are the things that you could take off of your plate or quote unquote mm. outsource um, to somebody else that could do it probably far better than you and allow you mm -hmm. your to, to go to your strength. And it was everything that we initially did with check off your list to transition, you know, the things that I wanted to make sure of. I don't want to forget about anybody's birthday. I don't want to forget about anybody's <laughs> closing date that they did with me. I don't want to forget about those things. Yeah. If it's left up to me, I'll forget. Um, but <laughs> I'm the same way. Confession time. <laughs> I am horrible at that for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the, it's the simple stuff, right? So, yeah. um, I think the simple you know, things go a long way. <laughs> I think it's people, you know, processes and, and that's profit, right? So the three mm -hmm. P's that the, uh, they talk about all the time, right. In, and yeah. in business. And that's, that's really what you focus on, build a process, 
um, for your sales process or for your operations process. Building those things leads to making sure that you're profitable and, and, and making sure, obviously, we all have a business to run and we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're at the end of the day, um, there for profit and, and to continue to grow. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Two things I want to remember. I want to ask you how your business coach relationship has kind of evolved over the years or if it has. I know mine has evolved tremendously from day one when I first started. Then also I want to talk to you about your your team and the different types of support you have. You mentioned check off your list and we do work together. We do a lot of work with you, which is wonderful, but you have a lot of other resources as well. So I want to talk about how you balance that, how you determine what is your right fit? Because mm -hmm. it, it depends on how you work, what the needs are, the, de the details of the task to determine what a good solution is. So those are two different questions. We can hit one than the other, but I wanted to say it before I forgot. <laughs> so uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about your business coaching experience? Like the coaching that you've had, has you've, have you found that that changes over time mm -hmm. and that that's evolved as you've grown as a professional? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the current coaching that I'm in, you know, I've done a couple different programs and current coaching I've been in since about 2000. So about 10 years mm -hmm. has grown from, you know, CDs in the car <laughs> and that, you know, that's old, right? But I yeah. still have them. Been there, um, been there. Yes. <laughs> I called it uh, core university. It's the core training. And mm -hmm. so uh, I, anytime I was driving, I'm an audit. I learned that I was an auditory learner. Um, oh, okay. So lin listening to those things, uh, whether it's an audible book or something on, on, you know, a CD or a podcast, for instance, something like mm -hmm. that, I will retain a lot more of that information. So um, building the coaching was really uh, incremental. So I started on their, yeah. their CD program and then got a, uh, a, a personalized coach that was once a month and then Mm -hmm. have have gravitated towards level one, two, and now level three with them where it's more in-depth. Um, there's fewer people on each individual call. So the okay. coaching can be more and more detailed based upon what your goals are and how, you're, how you've been growing. You're always paired with people. They're in the same philosophy or same, you know, similar income levels, similar team structures, similar mm -hmm. business models so you can kind of feed off of each other. Are these all people who are mortgage lenders as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought so, but I yeah. wanted to clarify because I've always yeah. done one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching mm -hmm. and there yeah. are a lot of virtual assistant and back office support coaching resources now. But back when I started, you, know, you were talking about CDs <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> available. So I was just on my own. So I did one-on-one -on -one coaching with uh, someone who just was a business expert and taught me the things that I just didn't know about how to run a business. And right. um, so group coaching, that's a, I love that concept as well. And I've done a couple of those things. So you mm -hmm. found that over the years, it's, you have entered into smaller groups that are more isolated with other people who are in the same phase of their business and life and circumstances so that you can all learn and glean information from each other. Yep. Yeah, and it's kind of and you know that old adage in in from the Bible, right? In our iron sharpens iron. So yes, <laughs> um, and that's the idea is you know we'll you could get overwhelmed too when there's so much coming at you. Like that event, we have two events yeah. each year where we go 
and then during COVID land, we went virtual as most places did <laughs> yes, with yes. coaching or, or business. We had to pivot and do those things. But um, that being said, it was it was kind of eye opening um, when we mm -hmm. went virtual. Um, and, and there was a lot of th good things that have come out of that. There's been more mm. Zoom fireside chats because when we go to the locations after the event is over, we all kind of sit around the fires out back and, you know, nice. everybody's having a cigar or, you know, or just chatting and, and having, you know, that feedback with other people. It's every mm -hmm. lenders and realtors throughout the country all coming mm -hmm. together and, and you know, sharing best practices, sharing ideas, you know, that work in their market um, with, with each other. And, and that's the idea. The idea is pay it forward. Like we're all learning as we go. The, mm -hmm. the mortgage industry is really quite young, to be honest with you. Oh, um, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a history major by, by, by uh, education, uh, oh, okay. mortgage by trade. Mm -hmm. um, but going going back and looking at that uh the you know quote unquote uh mortgage lending and mortgage banking which is what i do is mm -hmm. is fairly young um so what we've done is is decided to have an apprenticeship right like build people yeah. up from the ground up um and teach them it's kind of it's kind of weird that other industries do that but we weren't so why would Sure, we? let's learn from each other. Right. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, um, no one wants to be worked on uh, in a medical procedure by anybody that hasn't been schooled by somebody. That right, is, you know, right. Good uh, example. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So or, you know, you have uh, you have your tradespeople like electricians and plumbers that they have mm -hmm. to go through an apprenticeship. Uh, even appraisers in my industry, they have to go through an apprenticeship. So. Yeah. It's leading and, and being the mentor now that is, is kind of fun. And those are the things to the next question I think that you're asking about uh, is building the team and, and people internally, not just the outsourcing, is finding yeah. those people. Yeah. So you mentioned it's lonely in leadership or something like that. So I love <laughs> yeah. how the group coaching can sort of solve some of those problems deficits because you're right it can be very isolating to be a leader and run a business that but the, those relationships that you have seem like they're invaluable to be able to just sit on a fireside or via zoom whatever works to be able to just brainstorm and talk and commiserate with each other in a good way that sharpens you know that iron sharpens iron so to speak mm -hmm. and then i love the mentorship aspect that you were talking about where you get the opportunity to mentor someone else who is where you were, which I think a lot of industries, like you said, have incorporated that. But as I'm thinking about like my business, I'm thinking that's a, actually a really good idea. And we've done some of those things at Check Off Your List, but not to the extent that you're talking about. So you've challenged me. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I'm going to reach out good. to HR when we get off this interview and be like, <laughs> let's explore this. Let's have some brainstorming to see what this could look like as we mm. continue to grow and hire. I think that could be valuable. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you challenged me in a wonderful way. But what I was, yes, you were kind of heading in that direction of my second question that I threw out there because I knew I might forget uh, is what does it look like for you? Because I know you have a, a large team and you have a variety of people in your office. You work with Check Off Your List for some of your resources. So you use a remote environment as well. 
-hmm. How do you determine what those solutions are, who you have do what, and how you've structured that? What led you to that point? Um, and, you know, trial by fire, just like most, uh, you <laughs> I know, almost but... <laughs> said, was it just trial by fire? <laughs> um, a, a little bit of both though. I mean, I think, I think some of that was initially I had, uh, I had an individual that was working for me that mm -hmm. I had way too much on her plate. Um, and I think just uh, yes. overwhelmed and realized if, Hey, if I take this segment off and, Institute, I think that this can be, as we said, outsourced mm -hmm. to someone where we kind of set it, forget it, tweak it along the way as as things, you know, obviously in business and the world always changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. um, but the but we can kind of set this outside and create a process to you know get that information and make sure that it's executed at a better and higher level. But then it's taken off of that plate. We try to keep it keep it simple. Yeah. Um, I like how you're relieving your internal team members yeah. through outsourcing or through a remote situation, because I think that's a good way to do it. Your team who you work with every day and is in your office, they're your right hand people oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So you pile on and pile on, at least in my experience, that's the easy yeah. thing to do. Oh, just take care of that. But yeah. then they get overwhelmed and all of a sudden their performance is slacking, not to even say they were doing a bad job, but they're overworked and that's not an ideal work environment. So having a resource to say, hey, let's take these couple things and put them over here because they can function really well in that type of a environment, whatever that solution is. It could be marketing or bookkeeping or HR or any form of your business. Yeah. But then it allows your core team or the people who are in your office to focus where they need to be. Which is what we try to do as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we hire a team to do the things that we don't find are we're as successful at. You hire a team to do the paperwork so that you can do the sales. Well, it we need to do that for our team too. It sounds like by trial by fire, you learned that you need to outsource for your team sometimes to be mm -hmm. able to isolate and figure out where everybody functions best. We always remember like, you know, I'm not going to ask my team to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. But mm -hmm. I would ask them to do it, you know, to do it better and and can coach and, and teach to that. And then yeah. that's where the, the mentorship goes. But when you, you do the exercise as, as in the beginning, if, you know, you're the sole proprietor, as you realize, like, OK, if you're thinking about this for the first time of, hey, mm -hmm. what can I remove off of my plate? Remember that you're putting it on someone else's. And then if you keep doing that, their plate ends up being full as well. So there's always an evaluation. So I think, again, that's mm -hmm. what, what dove, dovetails into the coaching is coach goes, hey, you have this person doing far too much. So right now, for instance, we're actually looking through their top three job duties. So everyone mm -hmm. has three top job duties, making sure that they're very they're executing it at the highest level possible. And then when there's too much on that one thing, then it becomes somebody else's one thing. That's how well, that you scale is, and hire. Well, that is a really good way to look at it. Like to pinpoint, look, this team member, this employee, this person, whoever it is, has three responsibilities. These three core things, they are responsible to make sure that happens. And as we add to their plate, when it starts to get overloaded, you can go back to those original three things and say, okay, what supports this, what makes that happen and what is part of that responsibility and what has kind of been scope creep for lack of a better term. You know, what have we added on that? Oh, that should be somebody else's top thing. 
because mm-hmm. someone else can handle that. And I like that it just comes back to three or four things, you know, just a very small list because then it's it's easy to know. It's easy for them to know. So everyone can be clear of what they're responsible for. And as you're yeah. managing a team, I imagine that's very important, like communication and being clear of who does what. Because if everybody else is thinking someone else is doing something, that's how balls get dropped. So how does that look like for your company as you have all those people and isolating their top responsibilities? How do you sort through all of that communication and shuffling so, of tasks? That's a great question. And I, 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 lo- I love that we're actually, we're actually doing this right now because, okay. you, you, because what ends up happening is you set that. Now, if you set it and forget it and never look at it again, <laughs> guess what? It's changed. Yeah, six yes. months or 12 months down the line. So what you have to end up doing is go back. And what we've just done as an exercise through coaching is mm-hmm. go to the team, give them, hey, what do you think your top three job duties are? Yeah. And then you see if see what's changed or morphed in their mind. Because mm-hmm. you, you may yeah. not be thinking the same thing. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so that way to, to answer the communication, then you're on the mm-hmm. same page with one another, you know, and, and, yeah. or, Hey, maybe something has changed. Hey, maybe, Oh, okay. Well, this is, you know, then you can fill in the gaps mm-hmm. to create a new position that fills those voids that have gone because we are growing and the team's growing and yeah. that's a good thing. But growing pains are what we always experience as entrepreneurs and, and owners, right? Yes. So those are the pains when the ball gets dropped and no one knew. So if you're not inspecting what you expect, right. you're in trouble. So. <laughs> I love that. Inspecting <laughs> what you expect. Yeah. That exactly. is, a, I'm going to have to adopt yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because yep. so many times my tendencies are to delegate. I delegate well. Like that's my natural inclination. That's why I run check off your list. That's why I have this podcast second nature to me. But Mm -hmm. the inspecting, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm slower to do that and I need to watch and monitor that more. So Mm -hmm. how do you do that? Do you have an internal system that you can monitor projects and tasks? Is it just like a normal touch base type of a thing? What does that look like for you? Um, we're very structured. The pro- mm-hmm. process and, and systems are, are big, right? Um, yeah. So we focus on... That makes my like heart I happy. Said, yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the, we, we focus on three things in the core, the, the building the team, um, the, the prospecting, right? You know, you mm-hmm. got to be the marketing uh, machine or implement sure. as much as you can. Uh, automation, a good, a good mix though. I mean, nothing will break trust faster than bad automation, right? Like, or bad mm. technology. Like, mm. don't do that too often. Make sure you're checking in on those things. Same thing with your team. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to see what perspective-wise what's changed because even the business, you you get yourself removed from that piece of it. That piece of the puzzle or piece of the process may have changed too. Mm-hmm. And there may be new nuances that that they've just picked up for you um but if you don't check in that's where you know that's where you fail that's where the ball will get dropped so just i think having the accountability of the coaching is is the key i mean that's the one thing that i would say accountability um Mm -hmm. but number two is just doing it you got to do the work and and you got to not be afraid of it so that's true accountability is one thing and that's 
very important as any business owner. I think some of I think some of the relationships that we develop should be centered around that, whether you have a coach or you're in a, a group environment. But also, I think then our team needs to have that same accountability. I often refer to the phases that I think you're talking about and what I'm experiencing right now as the awkward teenage years of business, mm-hmm. where we're figuring it out, we're starting to function at bigger levels and we're having different needs and we're not quite filling it all out yet as we're growing our team and we're pinpointing through the evolution you're talking about and how people are adjusting their their roles and they're filling in gaps. And I think that that is a, a very interesting journey that we're both kind of on. I'm feeling that same mm-hmm. feeling from you about that, which is, is kind of cool. I'm getting some of that um, encouragement and <laughs> that back and forth that we often need as, as leaders of companies and as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that today and that, yeah. that part of this yeah. conversation. So hopefully our listeners will get the same thing. I think a lot of them are in the same boat and feeling that same stuff. So hopefully they will also realize and feel that they're not alone. They're not you know, the only one trying to figure out processes and what it looks like to grow a team and how do we hold them accountable and how do we make all of this happen and function. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so one yep. thing I like to ask as I'm talking to people, and we kind of covered this a little bit, but I'm sh- I'm curious if you have any uh, specific things of what specifically do you outsource and use uh, your team for that maybe it's kind of random or what, you know, I like creative ideas. So you mentioned keeping track of birthdays and anniversaries of closing mm-hmm. on homes. Like, I think that's a mm-hmm. great way to utilize either automation or some of your team to help compensate for those gaps. So does anything come to mind when I ask you that? Yeah. So we've, we've had, uh, we've had your help with the birthday program, making sure that we don't miss any birthdays. So that was an, mm-hmm. sort of an automation, but it's also, you know, always the work in process progress. Well, you have to monitor automation. You set it up and you make sure it works, Mm -hmm. but you have to then guarantee that it is continuing to meet your needs and function. So it's a great tool, but it takes a human touch from time to time. Oh yeah. 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 And, and, and then also all the clients that we've had come back and we helped them with the purchase. um, Maybe they've refinanced over the last few years. So now their loan anniversary with us, because we Mm -hmm. do those, those check-ins, the reviews, Again, I think that that um, that's important. They know they're cared for. They know that we're looking out for them. Um, mm-hmm. you, you update that new loan anniversary date. So if you bought your home in February, um, but you refinanced and we closed in a summer month, then mm-hmm. your new loan anniversary is different. Um, so we're going to check on those things uh, once a year. Those are great things that are industry specific for you to celebrate with your clients that so many times I get Christmas cards or holiday greetings or Thanksgiving, but it doesn't have anything to do with the business. So I love how you've made it unique to like, hey, this is when you close. This is when we worked together. Congratulations on, you know, insert whatever is related to your business. That's putting some ideas into my brain of what can we do as, you know, a different company, a different business with a different service. What can we do to say thank you? Because we are all grateful. We're all appreciative mm-hmm. of our clients, but how can we show that in a way that's special and unique to them? And I I love that you put that energy and effort into doing that. And you've challenged me to do that as well. <laughs> You just, I mean, you get end up, you end up knowing who your client is by, by those mm-hmm. touch points and, and you get to, 
you know, know their kids or run into them like I did with, <laughs> with Colin at, at Upward, you know, like, yes, oh yes. man, you guys are here. And, the, uh, you know, and that's where it becomes, uh, you know, really, really fun. And you realize how, how small the world really is and, and that there's a lot of connections uh, when, when you do those check-ins and you get to, get to know people at a little bit deeper level. Um, that really helps your business. You do a lot less marketing, you know, quote unquote marketing yeah. and more just, Hey, you know, taking care of people, helping them out and, and, uh, being a resource for them. Um, it's all based on relationships. When you're doing marketing, ideally you are developing a relationship and mm -hmm. those little touches that you do and running into people at upward basketball yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing is, yep. is really valuable to those relationships. So I appreciate the relationship that we've had over the last many years. I don't yeah. know exactly how many we're too old to count anymore. <laughs> yes, we, we, um, don't, we need to stop. Yes, we'll yes, stop we met when we were two and that's fine. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. I yeah. appreciate you taking the time. And um, where can people find you online? I always like to make sure that we share that. We will put it in the show notes. But where can people find you if they want to follow you online or find out more about you as a sure. mortgage lender. Sure. Um, you, you know, we have a, a great, uh, a great support through our social media. So the Justice Sharp mortgage team at NFM mm -hmm. on Facebook, um, my personal page, we share that too as, as, as well. Um, and then, you know, just the, the website's just justicesharp.com. Um, it will bring you to the NFM one, but there's a lot of great resources there. Yeah. Uh, those are things, uh, those are places that we can that you can find me, of course, the the YouTube pages. We're trying to put out, uh, I think it's more important to educate uh, people. You know, there's a mm -hmm. lot of information out there um, and there's a lot of misinformation. So you always want to mm -hmm. make sure you uh, distinguish the two. So those those platforms help us do that uh, for, for people. So. That is great. So people need to definitely go and follow those platforms so that they can gain some information because I think that is very valuable. And you do know a lot about what you're doing from the conversations that I've had. You have enlightened me in many ways, as well as my husband. So thank yeah. you so much, Justice. I loved talking with you today. Absolutely. My pleasure and an honor to do it. Thanks, Rachel. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star rating on your streaming platform of choice and make sure to check out our show notes at coilwithrachelluther.com. You'll find the resources from all of our episodes right there. This podcast is brought to you by Check Off Your List.